Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fancy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Not too bad. It's uh, it's only what ninety five outside, so uh, take it. I'll take it over the hundred and four. I laid some uh, fertilizer down and I burned parts of my yard. So that's uh, that was fun. That was fun. I I squeezed in. There was like three days where it wasn't gonna be ninety. So like, oh, let's get some fertilizer down. Still burned a couple of it, a little bit of it because it got so yeah. hot so fast. But uh, I'm the yard will be okay. It'll survive. How about you? That's risky business. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's summer in the tri cities, man. Like. You really don't have you gotta you gotta find a time to fertilize at this point, and it's a guessing game in the Tri Cities, man. It is where we live. Is it you gotta find three days because you gotta have yeah. one in the middle of summer, you gotta find one. 95 is the low this week. It's triple digits at least like three more times this week. So yeah, I feel you. <laughs> um my weekend was amazing. I played a cornhole tournament, like full day jamboree, three different types. So blind draws, you get a random partner, and there were singles, and then there was doubles, you know, like you bring your own partner. And um, I felt really good. I kind of fell apart because I was feeling my age and hadn't thrown that many bags in that amount of, you know, 12-hour span. So in the doubles kind of fell apart at the end, but took third in the blind draw, took first in the singles, and took fourth in the doubles. There you go um there you go throwing some some what are known as cheap bags they're 50 bucks for the set of four and i was rolling some some high high-end expensive ones uh one worth noting they call them cats um easily 200 plus set of four bags so the cornhole world is a little ridiculous <laughs> no way jt so yeah, it was fun. I had my dad jokes ready um, uh, for the singles championship. Looked up on a fourteen-year-old kid, showed him who's boss. Um, yeah, good time. Uh, and actually, the highlight was watching my six-year-old son play with my wife in like the beginner bracket, and they played doubles together. And he was he was excited. He was having fun. He was really tough on himself. Um, they didn't win any games, but, you know, they got at least like four games and um, he is learning experience and lots of emotions and, you know, just, hey, everyone has that first time. You just got to put yourself out there and try your best. So there you go. It's pretty cool to see. Just him kind of be his own independent person. So which unfortunately is. um tough because if i'm just standing nearby like automatically oh there's dad looks just like him it's like you <laughs> gotta take ownership for that <laughs> not too many gingers running around no so, they're pretty you're probably pretty easy to find right right so anyways yeah it was good um we're on the all-star break uh, actually the home run derby just wrapped up and uh future mariner juan soto yeah absolutely is the champ spoiler alert so, sorry. Sorry, everybody who's so into baseball to listen to this podcast, but didn't follow the Homer Derby at least a little bit. Yeah. Really That's big market there. Really de dedication. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to I like to find out from our number one listener out of Virginia. Do you listen to this podcast before you watch the Homer Derby? Just just in case. Um, we'd appreciate that. This um, is like our Moby Dick, our white whale, whoever that is in Virginia. Yeah. yeah this this person we we appreciate the listen it's it's fun seeing that that viewership i don't think we're worth listening you know whatever 50 times it was 30 times it was but i appreciate it yeah uh, that was quite a weekend they had a that person had quite the weekend of listening just back to back to back 15 times 15 yeah each of i don't know how many episodes 20 some <laughs> we're uh, yeah. the numbers <laughs> pump up the numbers but yeah we appreciate it but yeah all-star break did you did you get to watch the derby live um i caught the last round i didn't see anything before that uh, i'll still work so i caught the last round uh, people are complaining about the uh, style of the home run derby but i will be the first to say i don't think there's ever going to be a perfect style like to incorporate early round home runs Versus, it's like how the 
playoffs work in like football or any one game playoff. It's whatever you score in the wild card game doesn't matter in the finals. It doesn't matter at the end. You it's you versus someone else at the end starts at zeros. I would love to see Julio win, but uh, he didn't win it. Came to the championship. He didn't hit enough home runs. It's just, it's just what it is. You could argue, you could argue semantics about like the 30 seconds, like you hit 440 foot home runs or whatever, but like, at the end of the day, he didn't hit as many home runs as the other guy did in the round that mattered. So that's what it is. How many did uh, Julio put up in the final? 18, I think. Oh, okay. So Soto hit 19 and then stopped, or 20 and then stopped, or whatever he stopped at. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I always, I don't see any it's an exhibition. I don't care. Yeah. I don't see controversy <laughs> on the three point contest. I mean, yeah. maybe because it's a set number of shots and this is more like timed. Um, get as many over the fence in a certain amount of time that you can. It, yeah, it's exhibition. It's for show. It's for fun. It, it all-star game is just to really do publicity. It's like the yeah. only <laughs> one thing MLB does publicly, like trying to support their athletes, it seems like. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, like, there are people arguing, like, Julio could have used the million, and he got, like, 750,000 to get second, but I'm like, I'm not, I don't think in like four years, either of these guys are going to be hurting for money anytime soon um, with the deal these two are looking at. So, right. you know, $200,000, I don't think in the Julio's long run is going to mean a whole lot. Nah, he probably just would have taken, you know, well, government takes half and then he takes the other half and probably would have just spent it on his family. And uh, yeah, when he's looking at a five hundred million dollar raise here in about four years, I, I I think he'll be he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Yeah, um, I'd lock him in in dynasty. Uh, just saying. You know, yeah, is that a, is that a hot hot fantasy take? You'd lock him in in a dynasty league. <laughs> uh, you, you know these guys. You think you, you you take these guys high up in the dynasty league? Hot take. How about that, Sean? I'll pose that question. Who do you want dynasty? Julio or Soto? I still take. Soto, I, he, I, I mean, you can't go wrong, honestly. Like, it, but gut tells me Julio might have more upside, but I already have a track record of 23 year old Juan Soto. He's only two years older than you know, Julio's 21. Right. So, I mean, like, I'll take the guy who's done it for four years and won a World Series versus the guy who is looking great. But, I mean, where does he end up settling in in his career? Juan Soto's the OBP machine. That's what he is. That's what he does. Now, if it's an average league, you might lean Julio, but standard OPP, OBP leagues, how do you not pick Juan Soto? He's, he's two years older. He's still 23. He's going to be there about the same time probably as who. So I'm just, and he's probably going to go to a contender here soon where he's going to get more protection than Josh Bell for his, you know, RBIs and his run stats in a fantasy context. I, I just think that he will move to a team that will help him like Julio's team's helping him here sooner rather than later. So, gun in my head, it's it's Juan Soto, but I I will be begrudged to take Julio at two if you if you right. force me to take Julio. Yeah, we're hey first time ever controversy. I'm just gonna say I'll take Julio just to to oppose you and just be a one A one B. There's no you, wrong well you answer. you could easily make the case because of Julio's stolen bases versus Soto's. Like, oh, absolutely. In a stolen base league, like. It might easily be, but my question is like, how long, you know, like you see with Mike Trout, how long is he allowed to steal those main bases? Because the Angels are basically just like, no more. And that's what happens. What happens with Harper? That's what happens to all these young guys. They could steal. They could steal. Trump could still steal. They've shown his sprint speed. He's still a good base runner, but they're just like, I don't do it. And that's where I'm like, when does that come for Julio? Because we've already seen that with Juan Soto. Juan Soto is not going to steal the top bases, but like, at what point do they, they pull the plug on Julio stealing 40? You know, I just don't see it happening forever because there's guys you see that a lot of the guys now with all their a lot, all their value or ton of their value. What Merrifield's come from small bases. Julio's mm-hmm. doesn't value doesn't come from small bases. So at a certain point when they're like, you have power, I don't need you stealing the base. Just hit the ball over the fence. So I don't need you possibly getting hurt sliding in a second. Right. Who is it? Alex Baum just recently. Right. Yeah. I, that, so you are right. Like, honestly, like. This year, maybe next year, it's probably going to be Julio. But I'm looking at a dynasty in over 15 years, and you take those stolen bases from Julio. Juan Soto is still that OBP machine, just a just an absolute machine, and he's not going anywhere. So, 
Julio just doesn't have that walk swag, you know, looking at those balls. You know, he doesn't have a – that's a ball one, you know. He ain't going to swing at it. Not everybody has a little dance, JT. A little waggle, a little wiggle. A little waggle. So, um, but, yeah, I, I – it's it's – I don't know now. Now that you now that you say that, I, mean, I am thinking about it. Like, if it's an average Hulu five by does, five, I think it's a whole lot closer. If you what? MVP, if it's an average league and it's like five by five, I think it's like a whole lot closer. Like, I could, I'm okay either. If it's OBP or if it's like points, I'm sure like Soto probably would. Yeah, but, the, but Julio's going to slaughter him in stolen bases. Like, yeah, well, that's true. I, I mean, it's just like he's going to get difference. so. Like stolen, how many points in it depends on your point league and how much stolen bases are valued. But because Julio's going to put up close to home run numbers with Soto, but just slaughter him in stolen bases. And that OBP is going to be nice, but can the OBP difference make up for the lack of stolen, you know, the lack of stolen bases? That's where it's going to come from. So maybe you've convinced me it's Julio now. Either way, Mariners win win because Juan's coming. Juan's coming to Seattle. So it's going to be young, two young bucks running around in the outfield with Jesse Winker. <laughs> <laughs> Their bodyguard, Jesse Winker. <laughs> yeah, just throwing bombs. Like anyone anyway, gets close to throwing a ball, either there's two guys. Yeah, the JP coming for backup. There you go. That That's, that's it. Must be nice. So I think this week we're going to talk about things we have learned so far um, this year in fantasy, things to take um, into account. And what I've learned a couple, I'll go first, JT. I'll, I'll start with maybe one, and then if you want to jump in with one, or yeah. I got a couple, I'll start with one. The biggest one, I kind of use this year, this is the first time I'm telling people, I use this year, you probably have figured this out, JT, but I use this year as an experiment. Kind of just like uh, I wondered how it worked, and you can see because we're in a couple leagues together, and I did this in every league. I invested heavily in prospects or rookies, and I wanted to see like I knew rookies were not good bets in general, but I was like I want to see if I go rookie heavy, like guys with like less than three hundred plate appearances in the majors, or guys who don't have any but you know are going to play. And I gotta say. Uh, the analysts were correct. It is not a good play. It's just, I mean, it depends on the league, obviously. Dynasty, like there are some, or keepers, there are some value to it. But if you're relying on too many young bucks, mm-hmm. it's just a steep learning curve in baseball. And it's just a rough landing for a couple of them. And those guys really hurt me across the board in a lot of leagues. Like they just really did, especially mm-hmm. early, but. Did you choose this season in particular? Like the CBA have something? Yes, to do I did because it was kind of the first. The it was the first year of like back to sort of normal. It's we've had a season before of the minors, a because we didn't have one in 2020. So we had one in 2021. And I was like, okay, we got some minor leagues again. Because you do it after 2020. I mean, I don't know what you're gaining from that because it's we didn't have a minor league season. So I was like, okay, we kind of had a minor league season in 2021. The teams all played. So I'm like, okay, these guys kind of had sort of a routine again. And then I was like, let's see what happens in 2022 with all the, the young bucks. And there was a lot of successes, like a Bobby Witt, you know, uh, Julio Rodriguez, but there's a lot of there's a lot of failures that I had on my team too. Spencer Torkelson, you know, a couple a couple other guys, Jared Kelnick, things like that. And I just got bit enough, often enough. Even Julio or and Bobby Witt struggled in the beginning. And I was like, it's just, I think mixing one, maybe two in is fine. But I mixed a bunch and I was like, I wonder how it goes. And it, it did not go well. So that was one thing I learned. It, I would say my cap is at max is two rookies that you're counting. Like you could have like, if for some reason a Julio falls in like however your draft is and to like round 24 and you could stash him on like your later bench. But in real life redraft leagues, he wasn't going to make it. You're going to have to start and play Julio. And if you have to start and play multiple rookies, one is like for sure you're okay with, but like if you're starting two, that's when you could talk me into it, but that is rough. Even two beyond that, you can't justify it. Can't justify it. Yeah. I probably add on to that and like make my own observation. I think I am more inclined to 
If you're just saying, saying rookie as a blanket statement, I think it's easier to jump on a rookie pitcher getting called yes. up because Steph yeah. plays. Um, you know, the, the hitters have to adjust to you. You, I mean, if you've proven that you're, you, you, you know, you're there for the show, usually plays out a little bit better. Um, the only caveat is the innings limit is the usual thing you'll run into later in the year, but that's just, hey, if you get two thirds of a full season, you know, and they shut them down early, it is what it is. But um, for hitters, I think you, you go for the cream of the crop that are going to get enough playing time to do to be relevant and that already limits the field and so yeah i should probably only have a you know handful or two to pick from so i would agree like one or two to to really just see if that stock can just take off and and if it's only one or two you're not you know trying you don't have to fill your roster you know with four or five and just they have to work you know you're just like all or nothing um it makes it a little bit easier just to like I I guess it's kind of a different situation in Yahoo. I can't really speak to Yahoo, my Yahoo league at all this year. Such because unit, of but, the trading of the picks and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, same thought. I was like, oh, I'll I'll get Tarkelson, you know, later in my picks, and he can just sit on my bench. And if he figures it out in May or June, then cool. If not, then and he still hasn't, and I eventually cut him. But I hang out, I hung on to him more so because I think the Austin Riley thing last year of me cutting him in May or like early May or late April or something just really bit me because Riley was really slow to start, and then he really took off, and it was like, you know what, I should have just waited it out because that was someone where last year Austin Riley was one of those kind of rookie types, low, you know, low at bats totals at that point it was like i really want to see how it plays he's nestled in on a, a on a good team so it's nice to be able to ride out those droughts with the rookies because like bobby witt started off super super <laughs> bad almost really yeah. but the prospect and pedigree is in the playing time it he eventually turned it around and with Witt, i think it's I think it's the defense and it's stolen bases and eventually you just feel a part like, Hey, I'm contributing. And if I get a, a hit or two here and there, then I'm really starting to, you know, yeah, you know, add to this team's value. So, I mean, like it's tough when it, it, uh, taking the Torkelson example, you know, he's supposed to be a power guy and it's, it's not there right now. Um, that whole team has been kind of um, a, a big miss and just, a mess really but um they're they're still going through growing pains of rebuilding but um but yeah i think i would focus on um switching that kind of thought on the top pitching talent for rookies and really i think more than ever like you always hear about like that pocket aces like uh bat flip crazy talks about um toby he, he's he's really Kind of that's who I think of when you think of pocket aces again, two big elite top of the line starting pitching workhorses. Because um, this year I feel like there's a lot of there's a huge tier drop in terms of just like quality and and just the quantity that that is lacking in, in the quality. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Uh... Just to touch on what you said real quick, yeah, it's um, yeah, the pitchers was a uh, kind of be my like a point one B, because it's different. But you run like you said, you run that innings cap, which they might be great, but you're always gonna run on the innings cap, and that's kind of like what limits their value versus the slow start for hitters. But yeah, pitchers are always much. I'm much more. I mean, I I've invested in Kirby, I've invested in Shane Baz, I've invested in Logan Gilbert. Like the young guys are. I'm all about that, but you need, again, you need to supplement those with the other, the other guys. And that's the big thing is trust a guy that you supplement your other guy with like an ESPN. I, I it's an auction draft. So I waited, pick some of the guys I wanted. So I was able to get what Merrifield, but the problem is it was, it was such a good spot. I got like, um, I'm not a hobby bias fan. We are not on this podcast, but I got him for like three bucks. And I'm like, 
probably buy this for three bucks. I'll take it. You know, like it's not, it's, it's, I'm not even a fan of my, you offer like something like that. I'm like, that's fine. But I still got, I still got caught because hobby buyers ain't, ain't cutting it. But like you said, JT, I mean, workhorses like Garrett Cole, Brandon Woodruff, Lance Lynn, that, that is just a workhorse and it did nothing for me this year. But it, it's, but the idea stays the same. If they were healthy, like it is just, those three are just our horses. And I think a normal year, if Lance Lynn's ERA didn't jump five points from the year before, like he is right now, it would look a lot better. Um, but in general, we Lance Lynn is is a beast, is a strikeout monster. That's what he's going to be. And just barring a rough year, it is. Uh, that's just that's who he is now. So, sorry. Yeah, you you need and this is going to be seem redundant, but me and JT are always fighting for those top of tier guys. Um, every year, it seems like we're fighting over the starting pitchers because you need a couple of them. You need a couple horses and. Even me drafting like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and I had a keeper in there, I still lost four to the IL. And it was, it was like rough for a while. Like I just, I just, I drafted nine and still had like my entire bench of pitchers that because that's just what pitchers do. Pitchers are so. And that's what you made the key point is one horse is, is the bare minimum. You need the bare minimum. You're not going to compete in the fantasy league unless you get one of the top. I mean, it depends, like you said, tier wise, like there's not a magic number. It depends year in and year out. There's not like a, you need top 10, but you get the idea of like a top ish tier guy. And then you definitely, I think to have a real shot at competing, you need a second one second tier guy, at least if not, getting to the top two because there could be a run on starter pitchers and you just might not get to, but like, that means that your whole other draft was drafted pitchers. And then that means the whole value of everybody changed. So you're fine because everybody now has one spaced out. So you're all spaced out evenly. You're not like one guy's loading up on a team or anything like that. So, but then if you, if that's right, then go a, a two a or two B, but you need two guys that you could count on barring something freaky, getting you a bunch of innings and a bunch of, Solid innings. A lot of people want that. Um, I think I made this point before. A lot of people want that breakout starter, but it's fine, especially in your first round. And I say this all the time for maybe first couple rounds is, and that's why I, I bring it back a couple years ago. Your first couple rounds, the biggest one was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. We talked about it with rookies and starting slow. Why you need a backup? He wasn't great his first year, but he was draft, being drafted in like round three. And when you it early on, I don't need you to be the best player in baseball in like the first round. I don't need you to go nuts. I just need you to have good production in the first round. I don't need you to finish as a top 12 player. I just need you to be good and play baseball. That's all I really actually need from you. So like people are like, oh, Garrett Cole's not having a monster. I'm like, Garrett Cole is having a fine year for what I need him to do. Like, I don't need him to be the best pitcher in baseball. Well, but you drafted an SV1. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just be good. Don't be like this hundredth best starter. You're sitting at 12th best starter. That's fine. Just don't kill me in that, in that early round. Same with your next guy, your next round. Don't bury me by me drafting you super, super high. And so that's what I, I, my next advice would be. Don't go crazy. And like, for example, for me, I drafted Garrett Cole, Brandon Woodruff, Trevor story. My season fell apart because two of my top three guys just gave me nothing to start. And my season tanked very early because two of the three guys I was counting on for something for sure that I could count on each week gave me nothing. And what they did give me was terrible. So you need, uh, there's not a magic round number, but I would say probably the first three ish, you need to know you're going to get some above level replacement, like not only say all-star level, but you could be in the conversation for an all-star every year. I need you to give me that. I don't need you to be the best in baseball, but I need you to give me that. So when people try to get too cute in the first couple of rounds, I'm like, I'm going to sneak this guy in here because he might be like, Vlad, he might be a good rookie. I'm like, stop. Just if those guys, he might blow up and he might do something crazy, but I need something safe in my first couple of rounds. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that would be my second piece of advice. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm not in my head like talking all the way through that and trying to think and compare and contrast. And <clears throat> in our work league, part of me wishes maybe I shouldn't have just traded and maybe I should have had the most beastly starting pitching staff 
just I completely punted saves and I just that would have been fun to see the ratios at the end of the year. Like yeah. I still have enough of a lead and I, I traded away Burns and Musgrove. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just it's really it's it would have been fun to see the ungodly amount of like <laughs> strikeouts and quality stars and ratios. So um this, well, JT, your your first three guys, Harper, Freeman, Bogarts. For where? For you, Harper, Freeman, Bogarts, all studs, oh. and like even another a friend of, a friend of ours in the league drafted Sandy Alcantara third in the third round, and I would say that's still too high. He it, it has paid off, but that is, it's the process versus results. It it was a bad process, but got lucky. But because the talent's there, but had Sandy proved to be one of those guys, you could for sure he's going to be an all star. I don't think he had been. And so it's just like, I love Sandy Alcantara. Talked about it on this podcast, but it is those that that pick could have failed. And you're, you know, who are you going to, who are you going to rather have, uh, barring everything healthy, healthy, like an Aaron Judge, a Xander Bogarts, uh, who did I even, who did I even say? Um, uh, I can't remember my own guy. Can't even find him here. But yeah, somebody, somebody like that, or you're taking, or a Pete Alonso, or you're taking a guy who could be good in, you know, a Sandy Alcantara or Aaron Judge. I'm like, you could just take Aaron Judge, you know, like or a guy you know is gonna do something for you. And I'm just like, ugh. Teoscar Hernandez, same thing. Like I'm just like, ugh, like that, that would that would scare me quite a bit. Taking him in the third round of what he could be right and that's a little skewed with the keepers that were already off the yes board, it's still yes. just um that's kind of ridiculous to think kyle schwarber chris <laughs> yeah. bryant like i'm yeah. just like man like that's just i mean it's it scares me a little bit like of like what like what some people could have done in those situations and just like i'm like oh man Took some took some real gambles here. Yeah, my my two hot takes lessons learned. Um, if Otani is in your league, dual eligible as DH and SP, yes, absolutely yes. I don't care what format, whatever. Yes. You don't care if it's weekly moves. Um, if it's I mean, he has more, he has way more value on daily moves, right? Like where you can move him to the right. start. Uh, that's, that's even more so. Way even, more. He's clearly even, the best player. Yeah. Even so, it's it's amazing and it's fun. And I think that's the bottom line. Have fun with it. You know, yeah. who do you, we were talking earlier, who do you want, Soto or who, or Julio? doesn't matter. I like, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, pick, pick your favorite. Like, yeah. that's even that's even tougher probably to have a favorite other than hashing out who you think is going to be more valuable in fantasy. But um, my, Oh, what's the other takeaway? I was going to say, get Otani. Oh, and um, if a person of Ronald Acuna Jr.'s caliber is coming off a, what is now a fairly straight board procedure, high percentage comeback, ACL tear, and he's get it is, you know, target is late April, early May. Yeah. Yeah. Get him. I think he has 20 <laughs> stolen bases already. Yeah, I, I'm amazed how far he was sliding and stuff. And I'm looking back, I'm like, we all were just, what were we thinking? We're trying to all play coy. Like, I was gonna, I'm just gonna wait one more round. Well, well, to be, to third. be fair, he had, he played 30 more games last year and stole three less bases. This is not an incredible stolen, pace for him. Not this, even is, this is bases, just like it's when he, you know, it's, he went it's nuts. Athletes that young, that caliber, when they come back. And nine times out of ten, maybe even more, they're back, and it's just like it's 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 uh it's pretty amazing. So I understand. I am I'll be I'm at the front of the line. Injury, you know, scares me away, but it should have been that kind of thought of like, oh, do I want to get a rookie in like the tenth round and like really little dice, or should I just try to see if Ronald Acuna Jr. will play four months for me at his level? it as a just like a third round pick it's like oh you know that it's a similar coin flip but i would i think i would looking back i'm like maybe yeah should have probably just went with acuna but 
Um, this is what we're trying to learn from. Let's try to like um, to apply to next year. I mean, uh, we're we're post you know the 2020 COVID season. Um, those that had its own IL challenges. Um, 2021, it was it was more just like innings limits and just kind of random injuries from what I kind of remember. This year, it seems like more long-term stuff. Like yeah. it's um, either you're, you're just kind of day to day, or you're you're on the aisle for a while or multiple times. And uh, it's it's baseball. I mean, that's just to be assumed. That's going to happen quite a bit. But yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, yeah mid-season 2022 right now. It's just like trying to process, you know. Looking back at the draft, the draft is so big. We say it all the time here on the podcast, but it's amazing. It's just like, I don't even know how I would put a percentage of importance on like a whole 100% season, how much important like a draft is. Like, do you have any like kind of just thoughts on that in general? Uh, I, my rule is usually you can never win a league from your draft, but you could always lose from your draft. Yeah. That is the only you can go and just be like, I'm not going to compete with this team, even if I'm healthy. Like, it's just not going to happen. And I think there's are teams that you could pretty easily peg that way. But everybody, it, it is a – then there could be a league where – in a smart league, and there's leagues where we do this, where I think our – we have one of the league that's – we've filtered people in and out who pay attention to no baseball. We have a pretty good – one of the home leagues we're in. Everybody knows baseball pretty good. And I think after every draft, there's usually – nobody that's out out like there used to be in that league there's, there's people like i don't think that team's going to compete i don't know what they were doing the entire draft you could see people trying funky strategies but even then they kind of cover their bases like right? i could see i could see you competing pretty pretty easily i wouldn't take a stretch to see you competing um so when you're in a league like that the goals don't be the guy that guy who is out like and i, I just I, a lot of that comes from i guess it depends on what league you're in um, how this it's formatted head to head points, whatever. But if it's kind of a double edge, if there's a run happening, don't panic, but always have the backup plan. Like you're like, I didn't get Garrett Cole in the first. Well, don't panic. You should have a backup plan. It's like, Hey, I want a bunch of starting pitchers. So you need to have a bunch of starting pitchers that you're willing to take. But if for some reason you go wait on them a little bit, have a plan you could pivot to. Because the, the thing that I've gotten caught in, we were, we were in a draft JT in person, we had one year, where I literally audibly was like, drafted a guy, put his name on the board and went, oh, I hate that pick. Like, as I'm doing it, like, I'm like, that was that was skinny CC Zabathia. I'm like, why did I, why am I doing this? Like, because I didn't have a plan. I was like, didn't, didn't plan out what if these other things had happened. And granted, like, four things had happened, but still, I should have had a plan I could have easily just in general flipped to if those th four things did happen. It didn't need to be specific players. It didn't need to be like a five players, but I need to have another one I could flip to. And I didn't have one. I literally got caught. And I audibly made a sound <laughs> like the pain came out of my body, like putting that name on a board. I was like, Oh, this hurts me. And yeah, you should never be in that situation. Yeah. I definitely know that I take a while in drafts. Um, wherever the time clock is for drafts, say it's a minute i know i take an average of 50 you are seconds. you are famous for it you are famous for it but i think that's what i'm doing like it, almost every time it's like okay i that didn't go to plan i could go this way i'm not fond of that it's just like i'm playing out all the different scenarios in my head and i know i have the clock but everyone's like hey just make a pick i'm like we all get a minute for a reason <laughs> like yeah. it's not like we have this big time bank it's one minute each time it's not like this is this is when I break the news to you, JT. We're switching to 15 seconds next year after the first round. <laughs> the draft's going to be 45 minutes. Where we I'm going to start bleeding out of orifices. And you're just <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, JT, JT can have 30 seconds, guys. Like, you, you, how about this? Dying. How about this? We give you 10 minutes for the whole draft. You could use it all in the first pick and then just auto draft everybody else, like right off the deck or whatever. 10 minutes. You're bleeding. You're bleeding right now. Um, <laughs> Well, there's like 24 picks in that league at 10 minutes. Seems reasonable. <laughs> Seems reasonable. 
Yeah, I have to accept. I think it's, it's more than 15 seconds per day. I can't math right now, but because <laughs> I'm sweating, yeah. thinking about 15 seconds. But um, hey, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's true. That's true. It's a good point. It is a good point. Like, take the time. Because uh, again, it's if you mess up the draft, that's it. Like, really, honestly, you must. The stress yeah. of a kid like trying to choose their career. I heard a guy I played cornhole with recently, his teenage daughter couldn't decide whether she wanted to become a hairdresser or a short story writer. So she's just going to flip a coin, heads or tails. You snuck that. You snuck that one in there. You snuck that one in there. I had it on the side, and that it just magically popped up just now. As soon as you're like, I, you mess with somebody in there, and then I, and then you're like, a hairdresser. I was like, we're going somewhere aren't we, with this one. And I was like, you didn't talk to some other teenage daughter being a hairdresser. <laughs> I was like, and then you said short story writer. I was like, okay, it's a dad joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then for all you at home, uh, heads dresser tails T A L E S. Yeah, you gotta, so. you gotta explain. It. Oh. <laughs> uh, not everybody's a, not everybody's a dad out there. Once you become a dad, you'll get these right away. Well, when they're that bad, you almost sometimes it's tough to follow along. So yeah. I was trying to just help. Probably. Perfect one. Perfect thing is too. If people don't know this. We often write them in the show sheet because we forget them. Because I was in a surgery the other day, and it was just telling dad jokes, and I forgot all of them. <laughs> like, so I didn't. I didn't write any of them down, and I should have. One was like, I even made the comment. One was like the pinnacle dad joke because it was a joke about being a dad and telling dad jokes. Oh. Was the joke, mm-hmm. and I forgot it. So I always write it down. That's that's part of being a dad and dad jokes. You need to have these on recall like right away so you need to write them down i stress when i wear the shirt my wife got me dad joke dad joke champion this shirt (sighs) from walmart yeah people are gonna ask i gotta have one in my back pocket that day i literally like i'm not joking like i i'm like oh should i wait i can't think of one right now it's like a quiz when i'm asking myself in the morning can i wear this do i know the dad joke right now right now (laughs) it's like Yes or pass? No, I'm going to pass. I can't think of like a recent one. So I thought it was a good pop quiz, brain teaser in the morning. Um, for those of you at home, uh, just try to try to think of the best dad joke you can, right? As you wake up, get your morning started off right. We're going to talk about some dad strength. End it, end it here, some fun stats. Um, I pulled up home run distances. And uh, in honor of the Home Run Derby, um, Young Buck, Nolan Jones, 457. Strong. Ronald Acuna Jr. Ever heard of him? I think we've talked about him. I think we've, I think we've talked about him. Nolan Jones, 96, 96 miles per hour. I just Let's picked see. up Nolan Jones in the league. Hey. Ooh, Manny Machado, 446. He had three of them, but one went 446. Only 84 miles an hour. Mm, the pitch was. Slider. You're right. <laughs> Exit field is one of them. I think that's impossible. I, that's why I was like, but yeah, uh, I got this. I'll figure this out. I'll get, I'll get on this. I've done this before, I think, a couple times. Ooh, Adam Duvall, 456. 109.7. Dang, 31 launch. He got all of that. We, we talked about this, JT. Michael Harris again. Three of these. Um, and did you see his laser from center field the other day, too? Yeah. Is he still batting ninth? <laughs> I haven't checked. I don't thing. know, but. I think I can pull it up real quick. You're about to watch a podcast eat its words because I just don't know. I just He's just. I don't know. Like, I just don't get it, but he just keeps a Rosmo Ramirez. There we go. That's a name that is still a thing. Still batting ninth, still contributing at that clip, batting ninth. ERAM. For eternity. Gosh. I've been playing baseball, far, fantasy baseball, far too long because I know Anibal Sanchez, Rosmo Ramirez, and Gallegos. All three of those are relevant to me as a person. <laughs> they should not, all three of those should not be relevant to me. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that's the thing. 
That is a thing. Ty France up here, 432. There you go, Ty France. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, Monster Dongs, you see the All-Star game tiebreaker is going to be home run derby? I did, and, and Ty France and Hula are going to take part. Yeah, two Mariners. It's like a three-person, three-man team per NL. I did see the NL team, and I'm like, yeah, I am leaning at the, the cachet. The name I am leaning to the NL, towards the NL team if that comes down to it, though, I've got to be honest. At this point, I'm just rooting for a tie. I really I don't care who wins. Oh, oh, oh wow. yeah. I have, now I have memory lapse. It doesn't still determine the... No, it does not. Right. Yeah, I didn't think. I was yeah, like, man. It, it does. I think some of the players get some extra money if they win the game or something like that. I think that's what kind of incentive is. Like, you get some more money. But okay. other than that, yeah. No, it was pretty dumb to decide. Uh, <laughs> right. Home field advantage in a World Series game. Uh, yeah, that's not – that should not be a thing. Um but also it's all about glitz glam and lasers laser shows i'm switching it over to exit vivos laser show Pedroia. that's what's up oh capicola dude like see we're in this weird i'm gonna get sidetracked we're in this weird spot of baseball now where the old guards retiring but we need some good new young buck nicknames you know, we've got, the, we got J-Rod, you know, things like that. But and we're losing, like, the laser show, things like that. Like, the machine, like, Albert. You know, we got, we got to have some good young nicknames. Like, we can have all these fun players and let the kids play, but I need some nicknames. Like, let's get on it, young guys, okay? Mm-hmm. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Vladdy's not going to cut it or Jr.'s not going to cut it. I need a nickname, you know? Monsoto. What? Vladito. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, like Bryce Harper, you know, I trout that fishy face, you know. Um, like I just need you know, some of these young guys under, you know, like 26 or something like that. Manny Machado, well, not Manny Machado, but Fernando Tatis. I need some of these guys to have nicknames, like nicknames I know you by A-Rod Jr., like these nicknames, like come on, let's laser show, let's go. Okay. All right, challenges accepted. We'll start um, brainstorming nicknames. Tweet at us your best ideas for for the young bucks, say 25 years old and younger, coming up. Yep. If they don't have a nickname, invent one, tweet at us, fancy dad pops. Let's Boom. do it. Let's do it. I need more nicknames. The nickname games get stronger for the young bucks. So All right. I just uh, looked it up. Bobby Witt Jr. doesn't have a nickname. Get on it, people. The Torque Monster. Let's do something. Like, you know, that's our nickname. That's not his nickname. Yeah. But like, whatever. That's what we call him. But, like, I, he needs a nickname, you know, if he's going to be the future. Like, come on. Let's, let's, you know, Riley Green. Come on. I need some nicknames, you know, like, and make these nicknames popular. Not like only Tiger fans will know the nickname. Like, I need you to, A Rod. I say A Rod. Everyone knows who A Rod is. You know, come on. Yeah, I need some nicknames. But uh, speaking of nicknames, number two artist involved, Roydy McRoyderson Robinson Cano. Everyone knows him as that. Um, yeah, has 112. Four supermarket still, balls. Still Trying to forget best. what team he's playing on all the time because it's constantly changing, it feels like every week. But mm-hmm. the Braves, I believe he's settled in on right now. Yes, he was. Okay. Mostly. Most recently wearing a Braves hat. <laughs> yes. Um, he had a ball 109 miles an hour straight to the ground. <laughs> negative launch angle, a, a negative launch angle. Yeah, the 112 was one degree. So screaming worm. Is that the definition yeah. of a line drive? <laughs> like, that is, much. It's a line. It is just boom. One. <laughs> yeah. Boom. So that is a definition of a line drive. He had a ball 112 yeah. on a line. Don't she? 108 and 109 and those were home run and a double so getting that and off of tyone and then cole respectively yeah max muncie let's see what max muncie did two 107s okay both doubles 
get the positive note. I mean, is that is this yeah. starting to finally turn around? Maybe. Watch out. You gotta think so, right? Like he has a track record. It's just like sometimes these things, like half seasons, can take can get a little funky. Sometimes you see like complete flips of things. You know, your half season here and there. So Juan Soto last year, no home runs or like you know almost no power. Then boom, flipped it. Right. So you know, like things flip, like things can. So it's baseball, man. There's no rhyme or reason. The best team in baseball will lose 50 games every year. No, they'll lose to you know the Pirates. Do you see a stat here that the Pirates have won like? It was a month ago. It was a little old, but the Pirates have a losing record against the bottom four teams, but have a winning record against the Dodgers and Yankees. Really? <laughs> so baseball makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And that's why we love it so much. That's right. So don't. I mean, you don't need to be playing Max Muncy every day, but don't say since he's done now since he just had a you know two bad months um let's see uh I'm trying to think of some some solid matt chapman with 13 of these goodness gracious he had one at 112 a double man matt chapman okay he went off aj puck Okay. I've just seen yeah, a couple 107s or 108. A couple 109s. Okay, I see you. Man, is Matt Chapman turning around now? That's, not, that's the answer to that question. Just kidding. That's the answer to that question. <laughs> um, Rafael Devers, don't pitch to him. I think that's the moral of that story. Yeah, nickname. Where's his nickname? Come on. <laughs> Babyface, isn't that his nickname? It something, might be. something to that effect? It might be, and it should be. It should be more known, though. Um, Pete Alonso almost a 116er off Charlie Morton. Okay, okay. I need a, we need to ask Kevin what Carita is, but his other nickname is Raffy Big Stick. No, it's Baby Face Raffy. <laughs> Did you say Ratchy Big Stick? Raffy, like Raphael, Raffy Big Stick. See, what are or, what are we doing? I what, don't know what that is. We went from lazy laser show to Raffy Big Stick. You couldn't even come up with a teenage mutant the turtle nickname. You couldn't even do that, Boston. <laughs> come on. It's amateur hour over here. We got so lazy. The internet made us all lazy. Uh, oh, gosh. You know what though? I'm gonna end us on amateur hour because the dad bod player of the week. I haven't even told you about this, but you okay. know, you saw the highlight. Diamondbacks prospect on the sod poodles, <laughs> Leandro Cedeno with the 527 foot home run into the back of the far parking lot in like left center field. There, did you see the people? Like, if you look at this, there are people who are running near the fence. And then they realize they overshot it by like 40 feet and are like, oh, it's going over our heads too. <laughs> They're like, let's get up close. Oh my gosh, it's going to park. All right, okay. Also, second thing, the home run distance was the third most important thing. First was that. The second thing was, did you see the jerseys? Ugly sweater night jersey. That's right. Yeah. That was, the th I was like, that should not be overlooked in this. <laughs> the jersey that he was wearing is a, a jersey sweater. And, uh, Yes, in July, Christmas in July, Christ, like ugly Christmas sweater jersey. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I was like, I was so distracted. I watched it like four times, and my wife kept hearing the sound. She's like, "Yeah, what are you watching?" I'm like, "I watched a home run, but I keep looking at the jersey <laughs> now." I was like, "I can't not look at the jersey every time because he rounds the second, and you get a straight on shot of it, and you're like, oh, okay." The, the <laughs> so, second biggest thing is the slowest home run trot. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It. Well, okay, the so on, yeah, on his chest, it's a big Christmas tree with like a snowman standing next to it, and it's like red checkered yeah. across. Um, my most egregious thing about it is looking up like his info. He's listed at six two one ninety five. There is no <laughs> like, way that man is one <laughs> below the belt. <laughs> yeah, the lower He's half. A big one. boy, big toy. Yeah. Bag. Man, but he put it out there. That strip mall must have had to replace the window and repave the parking lot from the crater. That that they're getting was. they're getting nervous. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That strip mall's like, I do we have insurance on these windows? Because if yeah. not, we need it now. 
immediately pr I printed out this flyer. It releases us from all liability. Go make 10 copies at Kinko's and post them on around. Which is also mall. in this parking lot. <laughs> so go down the go yeah, down the strip mall and get and print off at Kinko's. Man, post big it. boys, big toys. Yeah, I would estimate that he if he's six two, he's definitely like two forty-five. He's just he's 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 stout. He's, he's a the hero. Jiggle, but it was fun. He's the hero this podcast needs. It's what we deserve, really, going into really? the break. Like that was just a treat, a mid-season treat. Almost five thirty. So go check it out. <laughs> go find it, John Boy. Tweet out. Uh, you probably find it most anywhere. But back on uh, what was it? When that be like July fifteenth? Something like maybe that. July yeah, sixteenth. Uh, Leandro Cedeno. Who? Five twenty-seven. It is big poppy strength. The best part, or one of the best parts too, is that the entire field doesn't move. Pitcher, infield, outfield included. No one moves. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, the outfielder, you know, when you sort of trot, maybe likes like kicking dirt, you know, like, like he, he technically moves, but he's not taking a step back. No one takes a step back in any direction. They're just like, okay. And they don't even turn around. He's like, center field's like, okay, kicking dirt, looking down <laughs> as the ball is still traveling. Like, it's just like, yeah, there was one of those where I think everybody in the stadium and the people outside were like, oh, that's a home run. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Good stuff. This was fun. This podcast was fun. Everyone was enjoy the all-star break. Um, enjoy the home run derby on rewatch. Now that's over. Um, enjoy the enjoy the few days off. Get your lineups reset for the upcoming weekend series. Throw out a couple of trades. You got you got nothing but time to burn now. Don't have to set any yeah. lineups for a few days. So uh, take advantage. Do some research, you know, or just or just relax, rest your brain, take some time in the backyard. Throw some cornhole. That's what Sean would definitely recommend. That's what I would do. Absolutely. Or fertilize. I mean, really, don't don't fertilize right now. No, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. All right. <laughs> Fine. Well, thank <laughs> you all for joining us. We always appreciate you listening. Take care. Be well. And until next time, see ya. See ya.